So welcome to another episode of the Pure Property Podcast, where we talk about all things property and property investment. If you haven't listened to the show before, my name's Toby, Director of Track Capital, a property investment company. And with me, I have Matt, who's our UK and Hong Kong team leader, one of our top consultants, and he'll be joining me today in this episode. How are you doing, Matt? Yeah, well, good. Thanks, Toby. Thanks for having me again. Uh, always good to be on. Um, yeah, have, have you been? Okay. Yeah, good. I understand you had a trip to Manchester last week to go see some developments. How did you yeah, find it yeah, there? We took, we took some of the team out to Manchester. We saw some of the stock. Uh, really impressive, really, really impressive Manchester. I mean, we've all seen it happen over the past few years. It's come leaps and bounds. Um in, in terms of with the market and also the growth and the figures, but I was really impressed by the quality um, and we were really, yeah, to be honest, looked after very well. We, we went in the showrooms and obviously that is what we do as, as a company as well is, is going out and checking out what obviously the investors will be buying. So yeah, that's something that we, we like to do. We like to do regular visits if we can, get the team out, get to see the locations that, that we're kind of dealing with on a day-to-day basis. So it was uh, really lucky as well. We had a sunny day in Manchester, um, which I know is not always the case. But yeah, really, really good. Um, impressed with the level of quality. Uh, what in would particular. you say was the the best development you saw there out of the ones Ooh. you went and looked around? And, yeah. Are we name dropping? Yeah, go on, name drop. Yeah, th- th- there were some some good ones. So, so we deal with, uh, for example, I know that we obviously deal with Renica, who are a top firm, uh, Salboy, um, and also uh, the Alliance Property Group as well. So I'll be honest, I was really impressed with uh, all of them. But yeah, in particular, I think a standout point was uh, Viaducts. Mm. Uh, very impressive development. Um that we actually do have a couple of, uh, I think a couple of units come yeah. back actually. But yeah, fantastic development, really high quality. Um, but yeah, I mean, all of the guys that mentioned there are definitely the top performers in Manchester. And you can see why in terms of not only the developments and how how amazing they are, but also the way the, the process and the sales process goes through, looking after the clients, making sure that what you're investing into is is genuinely uh, going to be a good investment over the medium to long term. Yeah, Manchester is a fantastic place and we, we've spoken about it a lot over the time we've been doing this podcast and yeah, it's amazing to see the transition that it's going through, but also the pipeline of transition mm. that's going to continue to take place, which is which is exciting. So no, I'm glad you went there and uh, I believe you'll be going to some, some more cities For to sure. catch up on um, new developments that we're, we're launching, involved with. So exciting times ahead for you and the team to get yeah, traveling definitely. around. So that's yeah, definitely. Good. And also for clients as well, taking some snapshots, looking at the show apartments. So yeah, we'll, we'll look to definitely do a lot more of those trips. Good, good, good. So a couple of things that we've noticed in the headlines this week, which we'll, we'll discuss and go over. And I think the first one notably is the article about the UK house building activity dropping um, at the sharpest rate uh, for three years. So uh, that's UK house building new homes dropping sharply. Uh, so we, we, we've we've spoken about this because, of course, we're involved in the, the property market and that involves house building, surprisingly enough. So it was something that really caught our attention. But I mean, what, what was your take on it? With the UK house building dropping, so the number of houses and properties being built uh, across the, the country, uh, the UK, it's 
not a surprise with everything that's going on in the economy. House builders have seen costs rising, which has really uh, stretched their profit margins. So they're, they're sort of tightening on that side of things. So naturally, they're going to contract and hold back in terms of building properties. Now, it's quite frustrating because we before uh, the pandemic, during the pandemic, we, we, we've always been in a house building crisis we're not building enough properties that are needed this is only going to exaggerate that further so not building enough houses isn't good across the board people need new homes we've got a lack of supply and that's not being fixed every government comes in and says yeah i'm going to fix the housing crisis problem i'm going to build this many homes a year we're not meeting the quotas and each year we don't meet the quotas Mm. that then snowballs even more even more even more and it's getting worse and worse and worse so look we're in a situation where the the hole we're in is is going to be very hard to get out of but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't be looking to improve it so i don't think this is a great thing to be hearing if you want to take a positive spin on it from a property investing point of view, if you own property or buying property or renting property, um, however you're investing in it, if there's a, a lack of supply and that supply doesn't look to be in, increasing anytime soon, then that does one thing. It drives up prices or it will it will keep the market steady and mm-hmm. prop the market up. So that's maybe a, a positive spin you could take on it. But overall, it's it's not good. It's something that needs to be sorted. It's something that I've been screaming about for a very long time. And I really do think that the government needs to really pull their finger out and look at a real practical and realistic way to tackle this problem, which I don't see happening. Do you think it's soon. anything to do with potentially the councils being a bit difficult in certain situations or? I think that stems from the government down. Yes, mm. the councils aren't the best. I mean, planning is an absolute nightmare. It's shocking. You, you should know yourself too, right? Are Looking h- into it at the moment. hundred percent. And yeah, I'm, I'm going through certain planning processes as well. And it's just, just an absolute nightmare. And any developer you speak to as well, most places, there are some councils that are fairly decent to deal with but even then they're not to where they should be but they are decent enough but most councils are a nightmare and it's it's just not good enough and then they will also moan that there's not enough homes in their local area um yet the planning process the the length of time and just yes some of the idiocy that that goes on in some of these these locations is just yeah it's shocking so yeah across the board but yeah that stems from the government down and yeah, it's just just a nightmare. Would just to add on that, Ty, what would you, from another point of view, looking at? Would you think, because obviously, as we said, that there is an issue with the supply and demand right now. Do you think, in terms of for investors, in some aspects, it's still partially a good thing because it's pushing maybe rents up because of the amount of stock that is available. It's less than what they need to be to fulfil. A lot of people who are wanting more homes and et cetera and and supply, I guess. Selfishly, yes. From an investor, landlord point of view. Hmm. Correct. Yeah, that will happen. And also from the property price point of view, all the while that there is that imbalance, even with other stuff going on in the market, it's still going to not really dent the Mm. property market because of that. And that's been, I mean, that's one thing that gives a lot of confidence in the property market over the medium to long term is that issue is not changing unless someone's got a magic wand to build 
uh, and a, a crazy amount of properties overnight, it's not going to change. So from that point of view, yeah, from a property market point of view, it's, it's, it's why prices are sort of holding firm and we won't see a potential massive crash anytime soon, in my opinion. Mm. Um, but the next thing that I suppose we should we should talk about, which has been in, in the news across the, the board, the media, TV, newspapers, is about the mortgage market at the moment. So we're going to go on and, and, and do a, a property market update based on so the data we've had from the latest home track report, which was released um, earlier on in the month. But before we go on to that, we should talk about the mortgage market because as we've seen, rates have been going up again. And this is something that is worrying a lot of people and they're reading a lot about it. We're seeing people that are buying at the moment. Some people are hesitant. I mean, from from your point of view, what you're seeing going on in the mortgage market, what's your take on all of this? Yeah, I think it's one of those things that I think, as as mentioned even just before, the, the past six to eight months, the whole mortgage situation has been a massive talking point. It's been crazy, yeah. Uh, especially when looking into it, not only for investment, but for residential purchases as well. It's affected a lot of people in terms of what rates they're able to get access to. But when speaking to brokers on a kind of day-to-day basis, I mean, we were starting to see that decline. Um, and I think much more so we were thinking it would be a little bit quicker, um, hopefully around summertime leading towards the back end of the year. But it does seem as though it will decline eventually, but it doesn't seem as though it might be towards uh, when speaking to brokers anyway, what they're pro- what they're saying to myself is is potentially towards more next year. Now it's more looking likely. Um, but look, I'm, we can't always predict exactly what is going to happen. We need a lot of factors to implement different things happening in, uh, with the mortgage market, etc. And and maybe it may be where certain kind of uh, government etc might need to step in and, and do something about this i mean it, as i said it's, it's it's an interesting topic and yeah we do think that maybe i would be more confident anyway in thinking next year it would start to come back down um so uh buy off plan <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> could be a good option if you're still wanting to access and enter the market and you're a bit worried um then yeah off plan could be an option for you what about you toby what do you think about the mortgage market right now yeah look, it's not ideal um rates going up is never ideal because it stretches affordability levels it stretches returns for investors as well so it's never ideal that said i don't think it is as scary as mm. a lot of people do think when you look at the the numbers and the data, so it's increased 0.38% as an average. Um, so that's what rates have gone up, so which has taken the average two-year fixed rate to 5.72%. And that's from Money Facts, that data there. Well, in context, for, for £250,000 mortgage, if you were to have that, today uh, and move move on to that to that rate sort of going up or you mm. were going through the process of taking a mortgage at the the previous average rate it puts your repayments up 57 pounds look that's not ideal and that is a lot of money to to a lot of people but it, it's it's money that you can find elsewhere save save elsewhere a um, couple of netflix subscriptions or i don't know gym membership or something but look it's it's doable so i don't think it's going to dent the market as much as the media or people are perceiving. Um, Of course, it will put some hesitancy and and drop a bit of confidence, but I don't think it's going to be that bad. Also, what you have to remember is back in November, the the rates had jumped up 
over 6% mortgage mm. rates because lenders were in turmoil over the, the quasi-quarting mini budget fiasco. It was absolutely crazy. So look, when you look at it, that, that didn't really kill the market off. And we're probably still seeing the effects of that now because that was back in November when people are buying and we're seeing sort of that come through now. Um, so look, not ideal, but I don't think it's as bad. And swap rates have gone up because... Um, the the finance market and lenders etc anticipating the rates to go up sort rates have gone up so or and and, and because of the the cost of let, uh, letting in and borrowing sorry has gone up which is bound to happen anticipate in anticipation for the bank of england putting a rate up to curb inflation now we're not seeing inflation tail off as quick as we'd initially hoped so that's why we're seeing this take place because people are anticipating the bank of england are going to raise the rate again so lenders are putting theirs and saying right we need to build in our potential margins once that starts to settle which it will it will do um again the the industry is anticipating the end of this year potentially begin beginning of next year rates will come back down more products will come back to the market and it will be better if you're buying now in this market i've heard some stupid people say don't buy it's crazy you shouldn't be buying right now that's mad like if people have had taken that advice when brexit was announced or covid took place look where they would be mm. now i'm not saying we're going to see prices explode like they did previously but what i'm saying is if you sit there and do nothing the opportunity cost is usually greater especially when you're as i keep saying when you're investing in property for the medium to long term you're going to do well it's and in the right location in the right well. location and that's the thing it's not don't buy now yeah, it's buy correctly mm. run your numbers properly make sure you're it's fitting your strategy just buy correctly i think what you said the uh, i think we've spoke about a couple of times uh, off camera etc is i think you have to adjust to the market conditions it's not yeah. about being scared and and not kind of or shying away from from certain times where where the market's maybe a bit scarier with scary headlines etc but as you mentioned i think it's being able to adjust and knowing when to shift yeah i think it's in terms of with that and and with business in general knowing where to go and and being able to adapt um and see maybe if a strategy in once was working a couple of months ago maybe look at something else um or speak to someone else and you can gain more knowledge yeah, well, I could just tell you it's not putting me off mm. investing at the moment. I'm still actively um, looking, investing, and looking at different projects. Uh, just again, I've got the the long term vision. Mm -hmm. um, don't get me wrong; if you're looking to to flip a property in the next six months, buy now, flip it in six to twelve months. I would be hesitant, yes, uh, hesitant unless I'm building in extra precautions. But look, with the way I'm investing for for the medium to long term, it's not affecting my strategy. To me be fair. too. Right, let's go on to the property market update then, looking at the data uh, predominantly from the, the latest home chat report. So one of the headlines in, in the home chat report, so for anybody that doesn't know the home chat report, it's something that Zoopla, one of the biggest property portals in the UK, um, bring out. So they put together and collate all the data and they produce the home chat report on a monthly basis about property prices and they have a quarterly report about rental prices so this one is the property prices and it covers the data from april so although it was released at the end of may slash beginning of june it covers the data for april so one of the initial headlines in there was 
prices fall 1.3% in the last six months, but the rate of uh, falls slows down. So reading that, you could take that as, oh my God, prices have fallen in the last six months. And you could say, yes, that's not ideal. But again, when we're looking at the overall picture, it's not that scary. Um, and also you've got prices on a year-on-year basis are still up 1.9%. 1, 1. So they are, they're slowly obviously coming down and, and tailing off, but they're still up on a year-on-year basis at 1.9%. So one thing I would say about that is, again, what people have to remember is we've had very aggressive growth mm. during the COVID period, the pandemic period. We had massive growth, um, which we, we always say, look, was couldn't carry on. It just, just couldn't. And what we're seeing now is the market settle. Mm -hmm. So overall, that average is still on a year-on-year basis up. We are seeing, as I said, you had that six-month fall, which isn't ideal. But when you then, as I said, look at it over a longer period, it's not that bad. We've had massive amounts of growth. um, And yeah, we're seeing the market settle and recalibrate. Similarly, you see with stock markets, some they shoot up, then they'll come back down a little bit, then they'll tail off. It's the natural property cycle, isn't it? It's going to happen. Yeah, and it wasn't sustainable to keep no. aggressively growing up. And I don't think it's a cause of concern. It's just leveling out. It's becoming a more manageable market. It's becoming more sustainable. Mm. And that's what we like to see. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. And although we've we've seen that, we've also seen... Uh, buyer demand in the in the report is is uh, is in, in increasing or yep. improving as well, which which is good. So we're we're seeing the confidence come back to the market, which is also good. And also, sales have also increased. So sale agreeds have gone up. So sale agreed is when um, a, a vendor or seller puts property in the market, and the buyer and the seller come to an agreement for for the for the property purchase and sale. Which is definitely, I think, a good sign. Um, I think in terms of that, it shows that people are still having confidence in purchasing, yeah. not scaring anyone away, especially with, as we said, the, the scary headlines of what's happening. I think, if anything, that's a, a real positive to take that people are still actively in the market um, and to see those figures go up in terms of them sell agreed figures yeah, I'd take that as a massive positive in the market. Yeah, and you have to remember that is an average across the UK. So the actual mm. figures do vary from region to region to town to town, city to city. So again, this is where it's always key about looking at specific locations. We always like to go, to go as I say, hyper-local. We look more focused mm. in, a, in, a, in a smaller area, which we can then look at the data and really assess. So yeah, we're seeing... Um, little pockets still uh, performing strongly. Um, so that that's positive to see. I mean, you've got London, for example, uh, house price inflation they've got in the home chat report ranges anywhere from down 0.2% in London to up 3.6% in Wales, for example. So it does vary. And that's something that you have to take, yeah, take into account. Yeah. yeah, of course. And we're seeing more sellers 
come to the market according to the latest home chat report so new sales agreed as we mentioned in the last four weeks um, from that report when it was released are 11 percent higher than the five-year average so that sale agreed so there's still business going on isn't there yeah for sure as you mentioned so i think a lot of people are probably thinking that the market is dying out and there's no activity going on mm. which clearly uh, we can see with the with the data and the statistics that it definitely is um and as we said it's it's probably a lot more people obviously that's that's a mixture i'm guessing between resident residential and investment purchases so as a whole i think yeah it should keep giving confidence in terms of that Yes, it might be uh, a little bit, a lot of people in the headlines are once again uneasy and, and it can be a little bit unsettling. But yeah, there's still many positive things happening in the market despite the headlines which are suggesting otherwise. Yeah, and the the homes coming to, to market um, are up as well. So the mm. amount of properties coming to market is up. So we're seeing more sellers come, which again, we mentioned previously is a sign of confidence. So what that means is they're just having, so sellers are having to be more realistic with their pricing now, as we spoke about. Gone are the days where you can just put it on for silly money and have queues of buyers out the door. People are being a lot more selective, cautious when they are buying now, of course, because they're being stretched with affordability. But saying that, you're seeing uh, the actual prices being agreed aren't uh, being cut as much as some may assume. I mean, looking here, it says um, 18% of homes listed for sale on Zoopla have had their asking price cut by 5% or more. Now, 18% isn't a big, big number. And if you if you looked at the market as a whole and read some of the, the headlines out there recently, you'd think the market is in t- turmoil. But 18% for the whole market having an asking price. And again, you have a lot of properties in there that may be being unrealistic with their prices and having to as cut you, it. I think you said it in the last episode about um, estate agents trying to win the business. Yeah. So they will be listing at a higher price. Exactly that. Exactly that. And we're seeing, according to the report as well, more landlords are adding their properties for sale to the market. So we're seeing a headwind of landlords selling up. Now, what would what do you put that down to? Um, it's one of those things, I think, that there's different types of landlords, of course. There's, there's ones that are very on the ball in the market, I guess, like yourself, Toby, always looking at the market details, yeah. looking into things from both perspectives, not always just from... Uh, the first glance. So I think as a whole, you will have other landlords that are maybe not as inclined. I'd probably say um, not maybe doing as much research or not kind of always heading up. They're just there. They've maybe got a lump sum or they've got a few properties and the cash flow's coming in and maybe they've been scared, et cetera, and they wanted to sell up for whatever reason. I, I, I wouldn't, I think it's hard to put it down to a particular reason as to why but as we said maybe with the last episode what the implications and things are potentially coming in it could put off some landlords not everyone yeah um but i do think that is something that i think some people do genuinely believe that landlords are being pushed out the market i mean what's your thoughts yeah look when when times get tough you will see landlords exit the market they'll they'll cash in they don't really like what if they're used to a better way of doing things they won't Mm -hmm. like it getting tougher so they'll cash out or they'll exit the market i don't see that as a really bad thing and it's a natural cycle that takes Mm -hmm. place they've been they've been talking about landlords leaving the market for years and years and years all this does is open the door for new landlords to come in who are used to the market conditions can navigate through them and do well and it's an opportunity there for for new landlords and existing landlords to add to their portfolio look 
that the property market needs homes, needs landlords. So we need more landlords coming to the market. It's going to be beneficial for the rental market and renters. So it's very Just important. good landlords though, right? Good, yeah, good landlords. Don't want the bad ones. No, nobody <laughs> likes the bad ones. They give us good ones a bad name. Um, but yeah, correct. So I, I just think it's, it's, it's an opportunity for more landlords to come in. You tend to find, uh, according to the Home Track report, that the prices of uh, properties sold off by landlords are usually lower than um, a, a standard homeowner selling their property. And it's probably because it's a bit of wear and tear and they're just selling it off. So again, it means a, another landlord could pick that up and it, the returns will be slightly more favorable because yeah. they're not paying. Sort well, of sometimes as well, they might just want to exit quickly. So the exactly. reason to sell something quickly would be a little bit below market value so they can do a quick sale. Yeah, so opportunities there. And, in a, and again, another selfish way to look at it is if more landlords are exiting the market, there's less properties to rent out. So current landlords are going to be sitting there saying, well, that's going to push rental prices up, mm -hmm. which is going to help my yields. More opportunities. Yeah, so you could look at it from there. But that said, we need more landlords in the market. So the next thing we'll talk about coming out of the Home Chat report, and this is something we touched on um, a little bit earlier um, when speaking about this report, is how the market conditions are, are varying across the country. So different places are having different market conditions. So you've got just, for example, you've got strong buyer demand and new sales are being seen in Scotland, the Northeast, and also London, which is quite interesting. Mm. So they have demand above the national average and sales are more than 10% higher, which is very, very interesting. So I know there's certain pockets of London which are performing very, very well and demand remains below average in English regions across, across the South and Midlands. Now, again, this is an average. So there's pockets in there that mm -hmm. still perform well, but it's quite interesting to see sort of the variance there. And what we're seeing from the locations performing less well, it's where they've actually performed very well in the three years yeah. prior. So they've had brilliant growth, brilliant market conditions, and they're slowing down and Slow struggling Jeff. a bit. And well, when you think about it, if they've done very well and prices have been pushed up, people's affordability looking to buy there has been stretched to a limit. Yeah. When mortgage uh, rates are going up, when cost of living is going up, people are less likely to buy there. Parts of London, for example, had a real slowdown and, and sort of bad trend during the pandemic because it was so expensive and didn't, didn't grow like the other locations did. So again, that's why we saw rental prices go back up there, not grow, they just went back up, which was seen as um, very high rental price growth when in reality, they were just going back up to sort of normal levels and, and slightly above. So that's quite interesting to, to see that the different regions are all performing differently. And again, like you mentioned, why it's so important to look at different locations. Yeah, for sure. Right, then another highlight from the, the report and one of the headlines that they've they've noted in there is there's no buildup of unsold inventory, which basically means that properties are still selling. So again, uh, although we're hearing of um, it being tough in the in the property market. What this report is saying is, yeah, there's loads going on. The market conditions are toughening up and there's lots going on, but properties are still selling. So people are still buying. There's still demand out there. Buyers are still wanting property. Sellers are still selling. So that's 
technically a good sign, right? Yeah, I think it's all signs of a healthy market in general. That's, I think nothing's, uh, yeah, slowed down too much. I think as a whole, yeah, I think if anything, this report should in some ways, even though there are, uh, you could look at it as some real negative points, but I think there's some real positives to take away as well. Yeah, for sure. So, what the home track report says um according to this the number of homes listed for more than 90 days is consistent with the five-year average in most areas so that is good that means they're not sitting on the market for too long so the market is still moving in a consistent way which is good it's what we like so that's indicating that yes new sellers should be cautious when coming onto the market and setting their prices they're asking prices of course because it's saying look don't put it too high you can't be can't be cheeky anymore you've got to be realistic but a realistic price of what it's actually worth yeah so there's no actual real need for for slashing your prices immediately like the market is moving be patient mm-hmm. and it's just look it's just a slightly slower paced market which again is good like you got to remember back when it was an absolute frenzy you would have bidding wars you'd have i had friends looking you, at you went time. up to liverpool at one point didn't you and you said there was a queue out the door it was. It, I'm not going to lie. It was like I was walking into a nightclub. <laughs> they had an estate agent on the door checking who you were. So IDs, technically checking ID up. Checks. Literally. Can I take your name, please? Yeah. I just got to check you against my list. And I, I thought, am I going into a nightclub? I mean, this is a, it's a, a free bed terrace in the middle of Liverpool. What's going on here? Like, I'm, literally I'm not... an, an auction at an open house. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and literally people were queuing out the door and going through, having to get through waves of people to look around this property. It was crazy. And you'd, you'd, You'd call the agent the next day. Oh, we already had five offers on the day. Wow. Five offers on the day over the asking price. So that was ridiculous. But now what you're seeing people is they're being more calculated. They don't have to rush, which I prefer. A lot of people were being forced into overpaying, even though you should never do that. Only sort of pay what you're comfortable paying and can afford, of course. And it was just crazy. So look, as I said, this is a market that I like. It's it's better to navigate. It's steady. So that's a positive thing to, to see. Then the report also highlighted that where earnings haven't kept up with house prices, that's again where we're seeing uh, less strength in the market. Again, this just comes down to affordability where prices have grown so quickly in some locations and people are being stretched in those local areas we're seeing those slow down a lot more than other areas where prices maybe have grown and so have wages or prices haven't grown as aggressively and wages are still coping with that market and how we're seeing the yeah. property market at the moment. I think it factors in as well to the cost of living, isn't it, in general? Uh, things obviously becoming more expensive. As you said, the the um, the obviously salaries not being increased at a level to keep up with what's currently happening within the market. Um, do we think the government would potentially include something to help that? I mean, we've done stuff like that in the past, haven't they? Well, you've got talks of help to buy coming back and... 100% mortgages. Yeah, the 100% mortgages. Which I know Toby's a massive fan of. I hate them. Worst <laughs> idea. I mean, look, unless you see all the T's and C's and it, it looks like something good. That on Sounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not usually um a a good idea so yeah look maybe they may step in at some point especially if the government wants to get people back on its side because uh the housing market's a big factor in a lot of government campaigns massive so we could see that but all all this is is saying is other regions are still doing okay so 
regions that haven't had aggressive growth since 2016, according to the report, are performing okay, performing well, because people aren't being stretched in those areas. So again, when you're looking to invest in property, start highlighting these areas where affordability levels are, are good. Prices haven't grown as aggressively. So again, if you're looking for capital growth, that is, if that's where you're looking to invest um, and put put your money in terms of strategy, then yeah, those are the sort of areas you want to be looking at because they are more likely to grow. Of course, we've got other locations that maybe won't have the capital growth, but we should see rental growth mm-hmm. um, in, in the sort of medium term, even short term in some scenarios. So it's quite interesting to see that um, again, when we're looking at different locations, but yeah, wages not rising um, in line with the prices in certain areas is a major factor. And I think also the more we see mortgage rates go up, um, cost of living not coming down as we we would like sort of in the very, very short term, medium to uh, the immediate term, sorry. I think that's going to sort of continue to play out like that. I would say as well, Toby, what would happen, as you said, with the wages situation, the cost of living, et cetera, it moves people out of certain cities into other locations, which I'd say as well, what, what I'd say from dealing with investors on a day-to-day basis and looking at the locations that we look at in the Northwest, for example, your Liverpool, your Manchesters, we are seeing a lot of young individuals move up that way because of the affordability levels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, and it's correct. And because people don't have to work yeah, just move. There is in other like locations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They don't have to work in London or, or work where where they 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 live because of the remote situation. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, people can be flexible. So again, you're, you're right there. I think that's actually helped the market because people can sort shift of and shift around. shift yeah, around yeah. And, and and move to where is affordable for, for them. So that's quite handy. Then the report does go on to speak about the the mortgage market. So it does mention the mortgage market seeing rates coming down was favorable for the property market and they started to see that positively but that was prior to the rates increasing and they did note in the report that they anticipated rates to go up so they did see this coming and we have now seen obviously the mortgage rates go up and they asked a question like what would that mean for the market and we can see what it's meant for the market it's dampened it it's mm-hmm. steadied it a, a bit more um, and people are being more hesitant because it's it's really really stretching people's affordability and the property market they they reckon has a sweet spot between four and five percent mortgage rates as in that sort of an average mm. people can get can get by on and that'll be fine for a nice steady market now we've seen the average creep over that but that said there are still decent rates out there. I know lenders pulled a lot of the rates. So we have seen a lot of the rates and products being pulled, but there are still okay rates out there. Hmm. So if you've got um, a good lender you can go to, because if you've got good credit and good background, then you won't be affected too badly. Yeah. And if you're looking to buy right now, yes, you might have to take a, a bit of a hit as such, or maybe your profit margins, if you're looking at it from an investment point of view. But that's when maybe you can look into what products are out there, um, which can maybe, yeah, as I said, it, maybe you get a remortgage in two years' time and your profit margins as well as the rent increasing over that time frame definitely c- can make those, um, yeah, much more profitable. Well, look, that's that's the viewpoint I'm taking. I'm just currently going through uh, a remortgage and, yeah, we're, we're taking a, a hit on the, the higher rate, but it's getting money out. And, look, the way we see it is hopefully rents are going to increase over we're only doing a two-year fix so okay look for the two years we want the money now so we'll we'll take that higher rate Um, but hopefully the rent should go up so it won't be as bad over that period Mm -hmm. and at the end of the two years 
we should be in a more favorable position and get a better rate, better product. So it's just like a, a short term situation we find ourselves in. And that's it. And it's not a short term loss, is it? It's, no. it's just a short term miniature hit. Yeah, a little, little bit. No, it is. And, and it's not stopping us going through that process because I don't like dealing with the unknown realistically in terms of saying, oh, well, well actually, um, maybe I'll just hold off. I'd rather just buy it now and go, mm. cool, I'm settled, I've got it. Um, and then I can we can benefit from whatever happens with the asset price and the rental price increase as well. So yeah, it ha- hasn't stopped us, but correct. What they're noting in, in the report is the mortgage market is going to have a an impact on how the property market's going to perform now going forward. As I've said, I don't think it's going to be as bad as they are making out. People who are buying at the moment, so new buyers come to the market, um, they'll probably adjust their budget. Uh, maybe they will be able to find extra money from bank of mum and dad. <laughs> maybe they had extra savings, which they were keeping aside. So again, a small portion of the market will probably exit because they won't be able to buy but then that pushes them into the rental market which is uh, another conversation for landlords to be positive about but you're still going to have a big chunk of the market that's still buying they're still going through the process and they just have to change their plans slightly so yes we'll see hesitancy bit of confidence knocked out of the market but i think it's just for the short term and then as we see inflation coming down and we see mortgage rates settle, products come back to the market. <laughs> Again, we find ourselves where we were before Christmas. I think people really don't remember what happened before Christmas where the mortgage market went crazy and that didn't see the property market fall off a cliff. We're not in that situation. It's not as bad, but people are kind of making out as if, one, they forgot that even happened, and two, that this is the, the worst thing they've seen in a long time when, yeah, before Christmas... That was far worse, in my opinion. There was a lot more uncertainty yeah, sure. um, and a lot lot worse things going on at that point. So, yeah, look, I see it as a small blip. And towards the back end of this year, I think we'll start to see more positivity come in the market. And the beginning of next year as well, we should yeah, see things sort steady of turning increases, etc. Yeah, for mm. sure. And on that, um, the Halifax, which is the bank, the lender... They obviously do mortgages. They've actually released their house price index report um, after the home track report. So I thought it'd be worth quickly just noting some of their data. Now, again, putting this into context, you have to remember this is based on on what they are doing lending-wise. So it's not the whole market. It's what they're seeing from their point of view as lending. So it is a little bit um, different to to a standard report because they've got a smaller portion of the market they're looking at. But yeah, their, their headline figures, um, they saw house prices in, in May experience only a slight decrease of £130. Oh, That's properties across the very slight that, increase. So literally a blip. And I think when they actually put the stats up, they literally classed it as a 0% change um, month for month. They've They've stated an annual growth um, drop of 1%, which they have noted as the first year-on-year decline since 2012. Again, in the context of the growth that took place, that's not a lot. Now, we'll have to keep an eye on this and and see where that goes. But again, I don't think this is something that's going to start snowballing and getting higher and higher and higher. And they're saying the decline is primarily which which we've just spoken about due to the comparison with strong prices in the same period last year so what they're saying is that there's massive growth 
in the same period last year, um, the comparing, that when you look at it this year, well, of course it's not going to be as good and you're going to mm. see a slight drop. So they're not being as negative as I thought they would and as they usually are. So um, over the past 12 months, they note here property prices have fallen uh, by approximately £3,000 and they're down £7,500 from the, from the peak in August. So again, we're talking about it coming down from a peak. That's not the market collapsing. That's just the market readjusting to mm -hmm. the unsustainable levels that we saw in a crazy, crazy market. So, yeah, I think what I saw there, um, and there there was actually a uh, quarterly increase as well, which I thought was quite interesting. So looking on, on here, you saw um, a quarterly change of actually an increase of 1.3%. So it just shows when you look at the when you look at the data, annual change one point one percent down, uh, monthly change zero percent, quarterly change up one point three percent. So it just shows at the moment we can't be sitting here taking too much out of the data and what no. we're seeing, especially from a, a limited pool of data such as the Halifax, because it's just their own data for their lending. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. But again, for me, it doesn't scream anything too crazy, too scary. So I've still got confidence in this property market that we're going to see going forward. Yeah, me too. I fully agree with you, Toby. I think, as you said, as always, it's it's, it's definitely something that I think you need to do your own research and, and make sure either you're listening to podcasts or, yeah. or tuning in to what's going on within the market. But yeah, it's definitely good to, to be aware of what's happening and what. Um, yeah, what implications and what potentially they're looking at implementing as well um, that could potentially affect us in the future as landlords. But as I said, as you mentioned, Toby, as a whole, I think there's even in even in these times, there's some real positives to take out of that report um, to go over that. But yeah, as as an overall, Toby, uh, kind of initially. Um, Obviously, I think from both ends, I think we're, as we both mentioned, we're both still investing. It's, it's nothing to, to stop us right now. Exactly that. Yeah, we're still investing. In, in a short summary of that report, it's fairly in line with where I thought it would be in terms of what's going on in the market. And I, yeah, and just really intrigued to see the data going forward. And I think the property market's not in a, in a situation which is scary, which uh, media and some people do think. And I think if you are still considering investing, do it. Just do it diligently and make sure you're investing within your means and at the correct level within the correct strategy that's that's suiting you. For sure. And I think there's also in times like these, lots of opportunities. Yes, exactly. Opportunity is there. And like you mentioned, listening to podcasts, keeping uh, an ear to the market of everything's going on is very, very important. Speak to your local estate agent, speak to anyone within the industry. You can give us a call, just discuss it because just sitting on your own and reading the, the, the news headlines and being scared is not beneficial at all. Get out there, get on the ground and see exactly what's going on. That's the way you'll be able to determine how and if you're going to invest at where you are anyway for sure and um is that a wrap i think we've we've covered every point so yeah, far i think that's it well yeah thanks for listening thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time take care guys bye <laughs>